When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Hello, movie lovers. Welcome to the Best Damn Movie Related Show here on the internet. This show is always for Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGoro, and I just want to say it's an honor and a privilege to be able to talk about movies in front of virtual water cooler. For today's podcast episode, I'm going to be doing a non-spoiler review for Bad Boys for Life. Then we also have a little bit of news about National Treasure 3. It's going to be in the works over at Disney. AMC renews Better Call Saul for sixth and final season. And then I'm going to be doing an Eminem review. He dropped the new album on Thursday, unexpectedly, and it actually has an Alfred Hitchcock kind of feel to it, especially with the name of the title being murdered, uh, music to be murdered by. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. So let me go ahead and get into this Bad Boys review first. First off, going into this movie, if you actually listen to my trailer review and stuff like that, I was a little bit hesitant. I wasn't sure if it was going to still hold up with the chemistry that Martin Lawrence and Will Smith still had for the first two movies. I wasn't sure if it was going to be forced or if it's just going to be part of a nostalgia factor where we actually have these two back again and it was going to be forced. But what I have to say is the movie was really good. I really enjoyed what they actually did with the characters and stuff like that. They actually gave them a lot more character depth than what we got with the first two films. And then not only that, but the chemistry between Will Smith and Martin Lawrence is, I'm going to be honest with you, it's... It's not a nostalgia factor. It's actually real. It's actually right there. There's a few little forced dialogue things that actually happen within the movie itself when it was them reciting their lines and everything. But other than that, though, I mean, it goes from being forced to actually being evenly smoothed out and everything as it keeps on going. As a matter of fact, too, you're actually going to be on an emotional roller coaster ride because you're not even expecting some of the things that are actually going to happen. There is a character that dies in the movie itself. I'm not going to tell you if it's Will Smith. I'm not going to tell you if it's Martin Lawrence's character. But there is a character that actually dies in the movie, and it does have an emotional impact in the movie itself as well. And you know what? I loved the first two Bad Boys movies and stuff like that, and it gave us emotional attachment to... Will Smith's character and also Martin Lawrence's character and other characters with inside the Bad Boys universe that they actually made. And, you know, there's even... Let me just tell you this, too. Let me go on ahead and go into the plot, too. The plot is basically where Will Smith is the main target in this movie. And you don't know why he's the main target. You don't know why someone wants to kill Will, Will at all. All you know is, is this person's after him and... They're going to try and stop it at nothing to make his life a living hell until he, they're actually, until he's actually dead. And I love that whole entire scenario because we didn't see that in a Bad Boys 1 or 2 movie. We didn't see that at all. This has like an enemy of the state kind of feel, kind of vibe to it like we did with Will Smith back in the 90s. And where he's actually on the run, where he's actually trying to hide, where he's actually not knowing what to do. And for the first time, we actually see Will, Will Smith's character kind of vulnerable, vulnerable at the time. And excuse me if I actually mispronounced that. But you actually see some type of thing that we don't see from Mike's character in the first two Bad Boys movies. And it makes you wonder, is Will actually going to survive from this? From this uh, whole entire movie and everything. And then, of course, too, there's actually some plot twist that goes on within the movie itself. This movie... 
handles this well this thing very well. And not only that, but there's even a Michael Bay appearance that actually happens within the movie itself. And that didn't even pull me out of the movie at all either. But like I said, there is some forced dialogue here and there. But then later on, it's, it actually smooths itself out to the point where it's, it doesn't even take you out of the movie for, for a minute or anything. And then, of course, the action sequences are really good. There is a lot of comedic timing between Martin Lawrence and them smack-talking with each other. There is a speed chase at the very beginning of the movie. And get this, it actually centers around Will Smith and Martin Lawrence and everything. Which is something that we don't even get from a bad boys movie at all. Usually we see the bad guys at the very first half of the movie. Like the very first five minutes of the movie. Like in the first two films. And this one, you actually see Will Smith. You have to see Martin Lawrence again. And then, you know, your curiosity about them being in this movie, being reintroduced into this world of the bad boys thing actually ends up being something that you actually are excited about. And everything that you want in a bad boys film is actually in this movie. You have your explosions, you have your charismatic thing where you have Will Smith's friendship and everything and the bond between Martin Lawrence and everything else is in there. You have everything that you need in a bad boys movie and this movie actually works in its in its own way. As a matter of fact, I would even recommend that this movie would be a good movie to actually pick up on Blu-ray. So check it out whenever you guys can. Rent it on Redbox whenever it comes out. Check it out on Netflix or Hulu whenever it comes out. But Bad Boys for Life is most definitely a fun time in the movie theater. And you'll wind up enjoying the movie as a whole. Because I felt like I actually had a good time seeing these characters back again. Especially since 2003. I cannot believe it's been that long since we actually got to see these characters back again and you know like I said some there was just something that I was actually kind of scared about with them being in the after being so long away from each other and apart from each other if it was going to be forced or not but everything worked out in its own own favor and everything everything was really good in this movie but now I'm going to talk about National Treasure 3 and it's actually being in the works at Disney, if you don't know what National, Tre- National Treasure is, it's actually a Nicolas Cage movie. And you know what? This is actually one of those things where I actually love things with history and stuff like that. But this has a little bit of a twist on history and everything, too. Because it's based off of fictional stuff and there's dealing with the treasures and stuff like that. And it has it actually has a... I think it's actually going to be a pretty good movie if they actually get this thing off the ground. As a matter of fact, the last time we actually see Nicolas Cage's character and everything, they mentioned something about Area 51 in the second movie, and I'm hoping that that's what they actually do. But, as I mentioned, there's no further uh, thing, uh, no further plot or anything or any direction that they actually want to go in at this time, but it does make you kind of excited. It actually makes you excited because of the fact that Nicolas Cage is going to be attached to this film and he's going to be reprising his role again. And of course we actually, the last time we saw him was in the book of secrets movie. And I really enjoyed seeing that movie back whenever, um, first got released. And it's also been a long time since we actually saw Nicolas Cage and anything that was actually any good. So, I'm always rooting for Nicolas Cage because Nicolas Cage is a star-winning Academy Award winner. And, you know, despite all the memes and everything else and people making fun of him and stuff like that, he is a really well-built actor if he's put in the right roles. And, of course, 
He wasted his money on stupid stuff, buying a castle, buying other things, and he wound up being bankrupt. Bankrupt. Not only that, but even his uh, man- management and stuff like that also made him bankrupt as well. <clears throat> but aside from that and everything, I'm really excited for the fact that we even have another National Treasure movie coming out, which is a surprise because, you know, everybody didn't think that they would actually make another National Treasure movie or anything, and the fact that we are actually getting one makes me even that more excited, but Disney is actually working on one, and tell me what you guys think about that. So, another thing that's actually broke out was the fact that we're actually getting a Don't Breathe Part 2. If you don't know what Don't Breathe is... It's that horror thriller movie that came out back in 2016 starring Stephen Lane. You have these kids that break into his house to try and steal money out of his house. He's a retired um, Navy ex-Marine, if you will. And they try and uh, break into this blind guy's house, but there's also a little bit of a twist to it. While they're breaking into the house, he he can actually, his senses are heightened, everything is really scary because of the fact everything takes place in the dark but he takes out what he does is he goes on ahead boards up the house locks everybody inside the house with him and he's trying to take out these burglars one by one and it's a really is a great horror thriller movie whenever you're looking at the very first don't breathe movie matter of fact this was actually one of my favorite movies of 2016 i remember going into the movie theaters to seeing it and these girls that was sitting right be- behind me. They were even scared to breathe in the movie theater because of how much of a because of because of how much how much that they were actually scared and invested into the movie itself. And I love seeing the expressions of people and things like that whenever they're first watching the movie because I always like watching people's expressions. And I feel like, you know, Don't Breathe is actually going to be a good movie. Uh, Don't Breathe 2 is actually going to be just as good. And, matter of fact, the plot and everything, it looks like it's going to be pretty good. It's going to take a, take a place a couple of years after what happened in the very first Don't Breathe movie. And, you know, this is what the what it actually is, who is producing, the guy who is actually, there's actually going to be the original screenwriter for the movie is actually going to be doing it, and also Raimi and Rob Tabard of Ghost House Pictures and Ghost Universe Sony Pictures Worldwide Acquisition and its stage six film division are back in the production of it, and then of course, you know, this is what the synopsis is. It's actually set several years after the home invasion of the first movie with the blind man living in a quiet solace until his past sins catch up with him. So that means, this is what I'm thinking. The girl who survived in the very first Don't Breathe movie <clears throat> is going after him now. Because she bare, be, uh, Here's the thing. I'm not going to give any more spoil. I'm not going to give any more details or anything like that. But I believe that's what it is, unless it's something more deeper than that. I don't know. But the whole fact is, they're making a Don't Breathe Part 2, whenever Part 1 was really successful, and I'm really happy about that. And you know what? We even got word a couple of years back that we were going to be getting a Don't Breathe 2, but after the produ- after the movie got released in the movie theaters, after that, we didn't hear anything else, and now all of a sudden we do. And Stephen Lang is even excited to be attached to this movie, too. So that's even, that makes me even more excited for it. So tell me what you guys think about Don't Breathe 2 coming into 
that's going to be released in 2020, uh, that's going to be going into production in 2020. In April, I think it's going to be a good thing. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a really good, another horror thriller suspense movie. Now, I'm going to drop down to AMC renews Better Call Saul for sixth and final season. Now, here's the thing. I'm not a fan of spin-off shows. Spin-off shows, for me, is very hard to actually get into, as I mentioned before with the Cobra Kai TV show and a couple of other things. And, you know, I feel like that with this new this spin-off show of Better Call Saul was really good. It was really well put together for a prequel type of show. And you know what? I envy people. I even put this in the article that I wrote. I envy people that actually got a chance to even watch the very first, well, not the very first season, but the whole entire season of Breaking Bad during the time of its run. Because the show is just so good. The writing is really good. The style and the pacing of the show is really good. And not to mention, too, you actually have this guy who's actually trying to do something nice for his family in a certain sense because he actually has cancer and he he is also a school teacher. And he decides to go on ahead and start making meth so he can actually leave something behind for his family. And and then it winds up turning into a whole entire different scenario and everything where he gets deeper into the whole entire meth, meth, amphetamine stuff like that so so anyways now we have the prequel show where it's better call Saul where it's about Saul Goodman the lawyer that was in Breaking Bad and I love what they did with the setup for it you have Michael back again you have all these other key characters that's in the spinoff show it actually does feel like a Breaking Bad type of tv show in a certain sense despite even though you don't have all your key um main characters from the very first episodes or the or the or the ones that were there from start to finish with Breaking Bad, but you know you can actually tell this is a Breaking Bad universe, and I really enjoy seeing Better Call Saul. As a matter of fact, it gives you the background of the lawyer of where he came from. And matter of fact, he was even the one of the lawyers that at the time worked for this big old huge firm, and he even did something totally nice and everything too. And then he winds up going on the opposite end of the whole entire stick spectrum where he's out for himself now rather than going after what's right and what's for justice as for a lawyer but all in all i have to say Better Call Saul is a really good spinoff show if you're actually into spinoff shows and stuff like that and like i said i went in with this with low expectations before whenever i first watched it whenever i got first aired on amc and for them to do a sixth season i'm glad they're actually going to be ending it after six seasons after anything, after five seasons, it becomes repetitive, repetitiveness, in my own opinion, in my own understanding. But, you know, it's something to actually look forward to. I love Better Call Saul. I love the Breaking Bad universe. And, you know, I think that having this thing end after six seasons, I think it's perfect. And not only that, but we're actually going to get a Better Call Saul fifth season coming in sometime soon. So... I think we're supposed to be getting that, I think, sometime this year, if I'm not mistaken. But it is what it is. I think that I think that this show is going to be really good for the last season. And now I'm going to be talking about Eminem's new album, Music to be Murdered By. Now, here's the thing. I, I love Albert Hitchcock movies. I love Psycho. I love The Birds. I love that kind of old school horror flavor. Eminem drops a new album. On Thursday, unexpectedly, there was no hit singles. There was nothing on it. 
it was just a, it just came as a surprise at 11 o'clock at night. I just happened to go on Twitter and all of a sudden I just see that Eminem dropped the new album. So I'd go into my iTunes and sure enough, there it is. So I winded up downloading it and you know what? The title alone and everything does have that Hitchcock um, flavor to it. We actually have that name of a title to a movie and stuff like that too. But, you know... If you think about Eminem's music, if you actually followed his career, he always murdered people in a certain sense with his music and his and his bars and everything else that he and even the beef with other artists. His music actually did murder people's careers, and to actually have it titled "Music to Be Murdered By" is actually a per, is actually a perfect title for this for this whole entire album. And then the couple of key songs that I actually liked and the things that they actually touch that he actually touches on is really good. I loved what he did with the song Darkness. As a matter of fact, it even has that dark flavor to it where you can actually it I think this could actually be played in a horror movie or maybe even a CSI TV show, which is the bat with just the background noise and stuff like that that they actually use for certain things at the end of episodes. But I think that it could actually be used for that kind of level. But here's the thing. Everybody is complaining because of the fact that he, they felt like they had, he was promoting the fact what happened with the whole Vegas shooting. And it's, no, he's just acknowledging the fact that there are people out there that are part of mental illness. And also, too, that will also have things planned out to actually kill some people and things like that. And, you know... This person actually had things planned out way before things even happened. And you know what I'm saying? And that's basically what I got the concept of darkness and everything was the fact that, you know, he's just acknowledging the fact that, you know, this person's out there. He actually had this plan way before anything even before anything. And, you know, this is another example that I want to actually talk about. There was actually a shooting at this club about 45 minutes away from me that one of my friends go to and it was I think it was the bouncer or somewhere around that area where he the person got shot in the chin and you know they're trying to change up the way that they actually do their music because of the fact that they play uncensored music and things like that and now they want to go into edited music to me music or movies for that instance in that fact and everything. There's nothing wrong with the music that's being played. It does not promote violence or anything like that. To me, the person already had that thing planned. He already planned on doing damage in that club before he even got there. Before there was even music being played. He had it in his head that he was going to do damage to somebody. And that's exactly what happened. To me, music is a piece of art. And so is movies art is a piece of art. People need to go on ahead and check themselves and stop blaming other things for your crappy attitudes and everything else that goes along with it. Be a grown-up and admit that you did something wrong rather than blame it on something else. But anyways, Darkness is one of my favorite tracks on the album. As a matter of fact, that's actually the single that got released. But there's also something else that I really liked was the song Godzilla. That, that, the, beat, the beat for it and everything... And also, too, the way that M actually rhymes and everything else really fast at towards the end of it was really good. The bars he sits on that song is good. You know, and like I said, I, that's actually one of his little wacky type of songs. 
that he normally does on an album, and I have to say, I really enjoyed that song. And then another song that I liked was Lock It Up. And the beat, I mean, it sounds like an old-school hip-hop beat that's something that Dr. Dre would actually produce himself and has that really good club type of feel to it where you can actually imagine maybe some it being played in a movie or something to where some cops are actually going into the club and, you know, they're having to investigate or something like that. But I think Lock It Up is one of those songs that really hits hard whenever you're looking at a good hard beat. And also, too, the bars actually sets the tone for what we are getting with the lyrics. I think that everything that we want from this album is really good. And matter of fact, Music To Be Murdered By is actually one of my favorite albums that he's actually put out, aside from Kamikaze, because I thought Kamikaze was really good as far as a beef record goes. But this is just a straight-up record that he decided to do. It doesn't really have that much many diss tracks or anything like that on it. He acknowledges the MGK beef, which is something that I really liked, and the fact that he even left the beef alone, and he's not even after MGK. That whole entire beef and everything has been settled, and everything. Now, of course, you have the Nick Cannon beef that happened, but I don't even know if that's even a thing anymore either. But, you know, it is what it is. And another song that I actually wanted to talk about that I really liked was, you know... There's actually this one song where he's talking about relationships and stuff like that, where the person is being used in the relationship and he's just ignoring everything and stuff like that. And that is a very relatable song because who doesn't get into a relationship where, you know, you see red flags going up and you totally ignore them. It's like you're hypnotized with the person that you're with and you're just going along for the ride because you don't want to go ahead and open your mouth and start an argument or anything like that so therefore you're just stuck with this person in your own personal hell matter of fact that's the song farewell and that's something that i really strike home with me and everything as well because i can actually relate to that and going back to certain things that i went through and that's what eminem does for me anyways you know it's not so much as you know, certain songs are stupid or anything like that, or it's just stuff that Eminem actually can't actually write about and can actually hit you on a certain level that, you know, that strikes you. And that's what I like about it is the fact that you can actually relate to some of the things that he actually talks about in certain songs. And for me, Farewell is a good song that actually reminds me of my past and also, too, another song that actually hits home for me, and I can't help it. I mean, this is just stuff that will actually hit home with you, and as music plays in your, plays out in certain aspects when you're going through different tracks, and even with songs, you can't help but think of certain times and moments in your life where something will actually hit you, and that's something that actually happens. And Never Love Again is a good song that I can actually recommend that you guys check out. And... Also, too, that's also the song I want to say that Skylar Gray's on, and I really enjoyed that song. It's actually a big, huge knockout th- hit. I think that might be actually be the next single on the on the next track. But I love the album cover. It has that Alfred Hitchcock kind of flavor to it that we all love from an Alfred Hitchcock kind of style. It has a really good old-school kind of vibe to it, and it's just really good. So... That's my album review for Eminem's uh, new album, uh, 
music to get uh, murdered by. Let me know what you guys think of the tracks. Let me know what your favorite tracks are. Um, I think I'll have a link in the description to tell me what your uh, to send me a voicemail message of today's topic, so you can go in hand and tell me what you guys think about it. My here's the thing: if you're wondering why I'm pausing in certain moments and everything, it's just the fact that I'm still dealing with a sinus infection and stuff like that. I still have a little bit of drainage coming down my throat, so. <clears throat> That's why I'm pausing here and there at certain times. So, anyways, tell me what you guys think about this episode. Tell me what you guys think about the Eminem album, uh, Better Call Saul, Don't Breathe 2, National Treasure 3, and The Bad Boys for Life. Let me know what you guys think about those things. And I'm going to try and do my top 10 Tarantino films. At, we reckon I tried to do it last night, and... Some stuff winded up happening to the point where I actually had to stop the podcast because some other uh, stuff within my life ha- actually happened. So, anyways, there's that. And until next time, bye-bye.